0: Call 877 444 Gold, 877 444 Gold, or text Gold to 65532. Again, that's 877 444 Gold, or text Gold to 65532.
1: This episode
0: is brought to you by Shopify. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, March 29, 2023. Stand up for your country. You know, some big changes going on in America and many, many, perhaps most Americans are unaware of them. And they will affect every single person uh, in this country. And it's unique to the USA. The same problems are not happening in Europe or China or Russia. And it has to do with the media. Um, and uh, that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So, when Donald Trump ran for president back in 2016, he won because he dominated television news coverage. The same people who hate him now hated him then. But Mr. Trump was able to galvanize conservative Americans and those. Uh, who maybe were moderate, but didn't like the federal government the way it was operating. And he did it by constantly appearing on television. Okay. The Fox News channel led the way. I was part of that on the O'Reilly factor. I wouldn't have Donald Trump on every night, but I would have him on when there was an issue or a controversy. And I'll play you uh, an interesting clip in a moment. And we'll look back on that. Anyway, Donald Trump was shrewd because he had been in the media with The Apprentice and other projects, he understood the power that television cable and broadcast holds. Well, that power is now disintegrating right before our eyes. And again, most Americans are not aware of it. So it's not even a complicated issue because you have so many channels, so many options, And if you don't want to watch television you have your personal computer you have your phone you can get any music you want um, you can stream you can watch eight hours of one show eight episodes you can do so many more things than you could have just seven years ago so therefore a politician or anyone with a message has a much harder time getting that message through to 330 million Americans because there's just so much. It's overwhelming. So the March 2023, we're still in March, but the television ratings ended on Tuesday for the month. They are stunning as far as the decline of cable news. Now I've been telling you this for about a year. I've been reporting on it. But now there's no doubt about it. So let me give you let me give you the numbers. So Fox News total viewership March 23 this month to last year at this time is down 27%. CNN down 61%. That's astounding. MSNBC down 12%. But remember MSNBC NBC doesn't have a lot of viewers anyway. Fox is the big kahuna there. In prime time, and those numbers are prime time, by the way, not uh, all day, Uh, in the 25 to 54, the younger viewers that uh, advertisers like, Fox News is down 54%. They've lost half their audience in a year. 73% CNN, 42% MSNBC. That means that advertising rates go down and the companies make less money. But here's the the kicker on this, that if you add up in prime time, prime time is 8 to 11, all right, all three cable news operations, less than 4 million people, homes, watching, less than 4 million. And 120 million Americans have TV in their homes. I mean, you're down now to three, four percent. There is one caveat there that if a person says something outrageous, it'll go what they call viral. So it'll get picked up, put on the Internet on all of these sites and people will see it. They don't watch the whole show. Okay, so um, every day when I report to you on the No Spin News, there are some clips that wind up on YouTube. So younger people, uh, and, I, and I was perplexed by this until I, somebody told me what was going on, they know me far more now than they did when I was doing the O'Reilly Factor because they're watching the clips on YouTube. But in order to understand the whole show, you have to watch the No Spin News top to bottom to get the context of what we're doing here every day. All right. And we have a, a large viewership doing that. But anyway, um, less than four million Americans are watching cable news combined in prime time. I used to do four million myself at eight and another two, two and a half at 11 when I was doing the O'Reilly factor. We used to do a million 25 to fifty fours. Now they're lucky if they do 300,000. It's an incredible collapse. Now, the network isn't as bad. We're talking about the nightly news at 6.30 or uh, wherever. So ABC's total audience down three, NBC six, CBS two. But CBS is below 5 million now. CBS News with Nora O'Donnell gets below 5 million viewers. I mean, Cronkite got 20. <laughs> like, So the point is that Donald Trump and every other politician cannot count on television news to deliver their messages and that's huge particularly for Mr. Trump who lives and dies by exposure to the media so their campaigns will have to change and what they will do I predict and I don't think this is uh, a bold prediction but they're gonna say certain things they know will get on YouTube or the others all right Twitter, whatever, whatever it may be, Instagram, uh, TikTok. We're going to do something on TikTok. I've avoided that, but I, we're going to do it because uh, we have a congressman who wants to ban TikTok coming on. But anyway, um, I'm going to bring you back to the good old days for Donald Trump anyway. And for me, I mean, I'm, we were riding really high in 2016. And it was a controversy because Mr. Trump said negative things about Senator John McCain and his war record. Roll the tape. But the fact of the matter is, we just played the clip where you said he was captured, and I like people who weren't captured. Now, you know that that wasn't correct. He was on a bombing mission. He was shot down. He was tortured. He could have been released but said no because he wanted to stay with his captured comrades. Come on, Donald. You know that the way that came off wasn't correct. Bill, no matter how you say it, What I said, including my remarks right afterwards, right off the stage, if you look at it, and Cheryl Atkinson is highly respected, she said it was very unfair the way the media played. Maybe that was unfair, but you yourself, and I know you for a long time, and I want you to be honest, you do think John McCain is a hero. I know you do. I do. I had. And by the way, I said it. I actually said it four times and I said it immediately right. after I went yeah, off I want because everybody I to ask that know. question. There is no debate about John McCain's heroism. He is an American hero. OK, so th- that was the tone of it. All right. So when Trump got attacked for the John McCain remarks and he should not have said what he said. Let's face it. Everybody knows that. And McCain didn't like. Trump and vice versa. That's why that happened. But the media did ignore Trump later saying, well, you know, he walked it back and they ignored that. Okay. But what I did in 16 is what I do now. I'm tough but fair on everybody. And I got to tell you, the amount of people watching back then was astronomical. We weren't on YouTube, so it was generally older people. Now that's changed. The demographics have changed. So summing up, people aren't aware that the television news industry is on the verge of collapse. They will come back a little as the campaign for 2024 unfolds. But it's not going to be the younger people anymore. It's going to be the older people. All right, 60 and up. They vote, so politicians still will use television news. But there is a profound change in this country. And you know who benefits from that change most of all? Biden. Because Biden can't do television interviews. He literally cannot do them unless the interviewer is in the tank. Okay, because Biden can't answer questions from me. Can you imagine? me getting 45 minutes with President Biden? And I wouldn't be disrespectful at all. Can you imagine that?
1: (laughs) I can't. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast, Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's gonna get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, And we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not gonna find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, uh, Biden's
0: schedule today had a global challenges discussion. At 11.20, forty five. he met with the president of Argentina, A country in chaos. Albert Fernandez. Five o'clock, he had a party for Greek Independence Day. I hope they had baklava and uh, moussaka. I love all that Greek food. Anyway, he didn't do anything. That's all he did. Somebody wrote a very astute letter to me and said, look, he's like the king and queen of England. He's ceremonial. That's what he is. He's ceremonial. He didn't do policy. He didn't do any of that. Okay, this is pretty lively. Um, Yesterday, Senate Judiciary Committee hearing on the border, they drag in Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. He's hapless. We all know that. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's an order taker. He's not a policy generator. He can't solve any problems. He's totally clueless. Well, Ted Cruz gave it to him. Go.
1: Mr. Secretary, I want to say to you right now, your behavior is disgraceful. And the deaths, the children assaulted, the children raped, they are at your feet. And if you had integrity, you would resign. And I will tell you, the men and women of the Border Patrol, they've never had a political leader undermine them. They despise you, Mr. Secretary, because you're willing to let children be raped to follow political orders. This is a crisis. It's a disgrace. And you won't even admit this human tragedy is a crisis. Claiming one minute chairman time, Mr. Secretary, would you like to respond to any of those questions? What the senator said was revolting. I'm not going to address it. Your refusal to do your job is revolting.
0: Okay. So, a couple of things here. Mayorka shouldn't be in the government at all. Just like Buttigieg shouldn't be there. Okay, just like Kamala Harris shouldn't be there. They don't know what they're doing and they couldn't care less. They do what they are told. So Mayorkas, the White House tells Mayorkas what to do and what to say. And Mayorkas, that's what he does. And obviously, Joe Biden wants an open border, doesn't want border enforcement. Whether it's narcotics coming in, five and a half million migrants coming in, Biden doesn't care. Now, just that alone disqualifies Joe Biden. But beating up Mayorkas... Gets attention. I know that's why Cruz did it, but he's not. He is the problem in the sense that he has no courage. But he's not the problem because he didn't implement the policy Biden did. All right. China is warning uh, the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, that if Mr. McCarthy meets with the president of Taiwan, President Tsai, I think that's how you say her name, uh, there's going to be, quote, Resolute countermeasures. So this meeting is supposed to take place in California on April 5th in L.A. Uh, The president of Taiwan is visiting uh, South American countries where they have trade agreements coming back through Los Angeles. So the Chinese threaten us, you know, and the Chinese know they can threaten us all day long. We're not going to do anything about it. Not that we should. I don't think you ignite a world war, but you got to know these people have no respect for us. All right, Tennessee shooting latest is really not much um, apparently the shooter uh, Audrey Hale who wanted to be Aiden trans person uh, had designs on murdering in another school uh, Sean Hannity reported this today on the radio and I have a lively discussion with him about guns it's posted on BillO'Reilly.com. O'Reilly.com um, apparently this Hale person was gonna go to another school, but there was security at that school, though she decided to hit the Presbyterian school. Um, uh, There's gonna be, this evening, a vigil uh, in Nashville to honor uh, those fallen, three nine-year-olds and uh, three adults. It's just, you know, I'm not gonna belabor this thing. I put forth my solution to gun violence in this country. Uh, It's on BillOReilly.com. It's pretty clear uh, it would help a lot, but they're never gonna do it. They being Congress, never, million years. Um, Okay, so our guest today is an interesting guy. I used to live in uh, Colorado. As many of you know, I work for KMGH-TV, Channel 7 in Denver. And uh, Congressman Ken Buck represents the fourth District in Colorado. Colorado is a much different state now than it was when I was there, I think in the War of 1812. (laughs) It was the late 1970s I was there. Much, much different state. Um, But it is a state that matters. Um, And it's not thoroughly read, but it's getting there. Now Congressman Buck has a book called Crushed Big Tech's War on Free Speech. He has introduced legislation with Senator Josh Hawley to ban TikTok. Okay, we're going to get into that in a minute. The congressman joins us now from Washington. All right. First, I'm going to ask you some, you know, breaking news stuff. Then we'll get to your book. All right. So the first thing is that you're on the House Judiciary Committee, and Jim Jordan is the chairman, and Jordan is uh, going after the border, real heavy, but. I don't think with this president having about two years to go, anything is going to change down on the border. Am I wrong?
1: Well, Bill, first, thanks for having me on. No, I don't think anything's going to change on the border in the next two year, year and a half. Um, I think the uh, purpose of our hearings is to make sure the American people know the extent of the crisis and uh, who's responsible for the crisis. And I I think that uh, any legislative package that we put together is going nowhere in the Senate. They're not going to get 60 votes to to, uh, uh, move that uh, piece of legislation. And so uh, it's really just highlighting the crisis and the fact that President Trump had a lot of the right answers. And, And the first thing that the Biden administration did was walk away from a lot of the Trump answers. Okay,
0: so this is just basically exposing the situation for those dim enough not to understand it now. Anybody who follows the news understands it. Did you ever ask any of your Democratic colleagues why they want an open border, why they want record amounts of fentanyl and heroin coming in here and five and a half migrants? Did you ever ask them why they want that?
1: I have not. uh, I've talked to Democrats about how do we get to a solution on the border. And the first thing that the Democrats tell me is, we can't have a border wall, a border fence, a, a, a barrier that restricts people from coming into the country. Well, that's a non-starter with Republicans. We've got to have barriers. We've got to make sure that we uh, only allow people into the country uh, legally. And that but why have, do they say uh, they don't a American- want to?
0: Why do they say they don't want the wall? Is there any logical reason behind the opposition
1: to have border security? Anything No, I I don't understand uh, the logic of not having. I I don't understand
0: it either. either. Nobody's been able to explain it to me. A couple of other things. Matt Taibbi is a reporter uh, who uh, is working with Elon Musk to expose the Twitter situation where federal agents from the FBI met with Twitter to suppress information. The IRS shows up at Mr. Taibbi's house. Do you know anything about that? I do not. Nothing at all, because I know some Republicans on your committee want to drag in some IRS people to ask that question.
1: Yeah, and I think the IRS should explain themselves. I'm not sure they need to do it in person, but they should explain why when uh, Mr. Taibbi and uh, Elon Musk are involved in exposing uh, really the the weaponization of, of government why then the IRS comes in. It looks like an awful bad coincidence.
0: Okay. The final thing on uh, the breaking news front is the Alvin Bragg situation with Donald Trump. Now uh, the D.A. says that uh, not going to have the grand jury operate on the Trump, possible Trump indictment for weeks. He's postponing it. So uh, Bragg Again, your committee, um, they're threatening to bring him in so you guys
1: can ask him questions. Is that going to happen? I don't know that that will happen. He will fight that, obviously. He doesn't want to answer questions about an ongoing investigation. Uh, It would be rare that any prosecutor or law enforcement official would answer questions about an ongoing investigation. I think the point of the letter to Bragg was to point out that he has a weak case against a, a former president and presidential candidate. And uh, it is thoroughly inappropriate to bring a weak case and, and to try to interfere with the, the political system.
0: OK. Um, Donald Trump destroyed Alan Bragg. This is my opinion, Congressman. I don't you don't have to weigh in. But by jumping this and saying, oh, I'm going to get arrested on Tuesday. Of course, that didn't happen. Uh, he's brought all kinds of hell down on Bragg. It Doesn't look like Bragg is even going to pursue it much now to me. You have any feelings on it?
1: I don't. I don't know. uh, I don't even know really the nature of the case. I've heard a lot of rumors about what the uh, grand jury may be investigating, what they may be talking about. I spent 25 years in front of federal and and state grand juries. Um, I I, um, didn't tell anybody uh, when the arrest was going to happen, and I didn't tell anybody uh, what we were investigating because of certain secrecy requirements. But I do think that the president um, is probably the uh, greatest uh, uh, political strategist and has more – Uh, access to uh, public opinion and influence on public opinion than anybody in in my lifetime.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you, and he's certainly taken Bragg to the cleaners. Now, that may work against him in the long run. Bragg may be so angry that he just indicts him on a weak case. Let's get to TikTok. So you and uh, Senator Hawley want to ban TikTok. Explain very briefly to my audience, some of whom are older Americans, they don't know what tiktok really is i've never used tiktok what what exactly is it
1: well let me just explain really brief if i can uh the the uh types of wars that are going to be fought in the future involve cyber warfare they involve one government trying to shut down another government or another banking system or utilities and the tiktok is a uh, an app uh, very similar to instagram um, very popular among younger Americans that that go on and put videos of themselves up doing various things, and people click on that, and, and it can be monetized. Uh, if you get a certain number of followers, uh, you can earn money for putting up interesting videos that, that people watch because then uh, uh, TikTok can sell advertising to those folks. The problem is that uh, in a cyber war, all the information that TikTok is gathering Name, date of birth, uh, various buying habits can be used to shut down our economy. It is uh, owned by China, which means that the Chinese Communist Party has undue influence on TikTok. Um, They don't allow Facebook into China. Uh, They don't allow Google into China because they know that we could gather information on their citizens, and they don't want that. We can't okay, but let, let me stop you now. So
0: I don't go on these websites. I'm boring. I'm old. I don't go. Um, but say I did. Say I went on TikTok and I watched some dopey kids uh, doing whatever dopey kids do these days. How would the Chinese get my personal information?
1: Well, first of all, you need to sign up uh, to be on TikTok. And all so right. You need so I would have to sign your...
0: up. And when I sign up, what information do I have to get?
1: Well, you're giving them your uh, name you're giving them your date of birth you're not giving them social security number but you're giving them uh, other information of where you live um uh, different uh, things about your personality then what you do what 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 can happen um is that somebody in china if they're interested can follow your keystrokes they can find out what your passwords are they can find out uh where you bank they can find out uh what what utilities you use electric company gas company um, uh, what kind of cars you're buying, all, all the information about you that you use on the same device, handheld device, uh, uh, desktop, all that information is going to be available to the Chinese. We can't give them that information. And do you believe that there's a potential for the Chinese to do what with that information? What would they do with it? Exactly. Well, the the reason that they are um, hacking our government systems and learning about our government employees as well as uh, private systems and and, uh, health insurance and other uh, areas is that if there is a cyber war, they can shut down our banking system. We can shut down their banking system. All of that is involved in, in the warfare um, and, and some of it's morale. Some of it is China being able to advertise to our young people about the, you know, the beauty of communism in China and how many people are benefiting and on and on. Some of it's propaganda. But a lot of it just has to do with uh, the, the height of a war being able to close uh, really essential uh, parts of our economy.
0: All right. Do you think that's going to pass, that TikTok will be banned in the USA?
1: I think the effort, Bill, is to make sure that TikTok, the information that is gathered by TikTok, is stored in the United States and that the Chinese Communist Party doesn't have access to that information. So it's just like any negotiation. You start with a position that is uh, on one side and you hope to get to a position where you are safeguarding Americans' information.
0: That's a noble cause. All right, so I'm cruising through your book, Crushed, and I need your personal opinion on this do you believe there was an actual conspiracy by the fbi when they met with twitter executives okay to influence the election the presidential election of 2020 was this an active plan to help joe biden become president
1: i don't know if it was an active plan as much as it was um, an unspoken truth in in twitter Uh, The FBI uh, certainly misrepresented the nature of Hunter Biden's laptop and the information stored on that. When they blame that on Russian disinformation, uh, a a rogue agent, I'm not suggesting uh, that Christopher Wray or others at the FBI were involved in this, but at least one rogue agent went out and told Twitter and Facebook that this was Russian disinformation. And Twitter didn't uh, use any sort of uh, discernment in the process of determining that it was, in fact, Russian disinformation. They took that and they ran with it. But a lot of the people that they kicked off and a lot of the uh, 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 tweets that they did not amplify hurt Donald Trump. And so, yes, I think there is a culture in Twitter. I think there's a culture in Google that causes them to censor speech on the right and and particularly uh, uh, speech involving Donald Trump. Okay, the book is
0: "Crush: Big Tech's War on Free Speech" by Congressman Ken Buck. Say hello to all my friends out in Colorado, Congressman. We appreciate you coming on tonight. Thank you for having me, Bill. Okay, sure. Okay, so um, I got. I was. I can't tell you how I do this because then I would blow sources. But I'm on top of the three investigations into Donald Trump okay the first one is New York City with the uh, stormy Daniels then is the ma a uh, documents and then there is the January 6th of the three of them the Trump people are most worried about January 6th okay I can't I'm not gonna tell you any anymore because I'm still gathering information but I think I have The best sources now. And I really spent a lot of time doing this. Um, And I will start next week, you know, to fill in some specifics on it. But I wanted to give you a heads up. Smart Life. So there is a journal called Social, Psychological, and Personality Science. And it does a study on friendship, 4,000 participants. And the study isn't anything great. It says if you have good friends, trusted friends, then your personality is more buoyant. You're happier. But if you have shady friends, if you have friends who betray you, then you are less happy. Okay, we all know that, right? So I don't know if we needed to get 4,000 people to confirm it, but they did. But here's a smart life thing. Number one, trust very few people. And they have to earn your trust. I made that mistake uh, throughout my lifetime. Um, I trusted some people I should not have. Because they didn't earn my trust. I never saw them do anything noble. I just assumed they were a good person. I assumed wrong. People have to earn your trust. And when you see them doing very, very good things or helping people, that—that's then you start. Okay, number one, careful who you trust. Number two, value your friendships that are ongoing. Uh, I told you this before, uh, BillOReilly.com. Uh, up until a year ago, was run by a guy who I went to first grade with. <laughs> okay. I've known him since 1955. And I have friends all over the place like that. I keep my old friends, my trusted old friends. Because they don't have any agenda with me. They knew me when I was an urchin. Okay. I hope you have old friends like that value their friendship. And the third thing is when you're making new friends, careful careful, particularly if you're a person who has assets or can do something for the person. You know, I'm, I'm a generous guy. I think I'm pretty generous and I like to do things for people. In fact, my lent resolution is one random act of kindness every day. And I'm pretty good. I've been pretty good on it. Okay. But um, new friends, it's, it goes back to the trust issue. Get, you got to really step back. But friendship is very, very important. Very important. I know, I know people who don't have any friends, at all. Nobody they can call up if they're feeling blue and vent a little bit and get a perspective. And stuff. They don't have anybody to do that. If you do, you're much better off. Smart life. Okay. So concierge membership on BillO'Reilly.com is surging, and I'm very happy to see it because this is a service you can't get anywhere else. So this week i got a letter from a guy whose parents are in their 90s they're both alive okay they're in their 90s and he's having trouble particularly with the dad his father because the dad's acting crazy and the guy can't be in the house 24 7 and the mom she's suffering So he writes me, because he's a concierge member on BillOReilly.com, what should I do? Now, i got to take this ultra seriously because people can get hurt. Okay? So, number one, that man's identity will never be known. No one will ever know it. That's just me. I know it. I'll take it to the grave. And number two, I said, you have to go down yourself to the county court where you live. And ask for an overseer to be appointed. Now you should do that through an attorney, but if you don't have enough money, you can do it yourself. The attorney will cost you three, four hundred dollars on average. You want an overseer, okay? Somebody to come in that has legal authority and evaluate what the deuce is going on inside that home. The county provides those services. Most people don't even know that. So that's the kind of stuff that we do at the concierge membership program. And, and then it can go down to travel. I can't tell you how many travel things that I have, because I could save you a bundle of money. And You know, people, I had a letter that said, I want to go to Cuba. No, no, no. This is not the time to go to Cuba. You will not have a good time there. Go to the Caymans. It's just south of Cuba. Better beaches, you'll have much more fun. That kind of stuff. All right. Again, concierge membership, BillOReilly.com. We hope you consider it. It is a resource you will get nowhere else. This day in history, March 29, 1973, the last U.S. troops leave Vietnam. Unbelievable situation. Fifty years ago today, they pulled out. Here's a timeline. 1969, more than a half million U.S. troops were stationed in Vietnam fighting the communists. 1973, January 27, the Paris Peace Accords ended the fighting. Two months later, uh, U.S. troops leave 50 years ago today. And then two years after that, Saigon falls because the communists violated the treaty almost immediately. And they knew that U.S. Congress wasn't going to put troops, U.S. troops back. American forces did not lose a single military battle in that whole Vietnam experience. But it didn't matter because the South Vietnamese government was so corrupt, the people didn't get behind it. So the communists won. In the process, 58,000 Americans dead, 300,000 Americans wounded in Vietnam War. Twenty five hundred prisoners of war. Twelve hundred Americans missing. OK. Three million Americans served in Vietnam. Six million are still alive today as of two twenty. And oh, more than a million North Vietnamese and Viet Cong were killed; 250,000 South Vietnamese dead. What a debacle! Vietnam, been there, beautiful country, but it's communist. Those people have no freedom whatsoever. We tried, we tried. Back with the mail and a final thought. All right, let's go to the mail. Henry, Mr. O, oh, well said. With no interest in truly enforcing gun laws, the bans are worthless. Even if they banned all guns, they would just get imported into the country along with the drugs. You're absolutely right. They think that the banning guns is going to stop gun violence? It won't. You can only contain it. Again, I have my program on BillOReilly.com. John Arminger, Woodbine, Maryland. I I thought your gun control proposal was better than any proposal I've heard, including both Republicans and Dems. Also, your guest regarding black reparations, Dominic Carter, was a real eye-opener. Yeah, Dom was good last year. Glenn at Rich Creek, Fairfax, Virginia. The only problem with making guns a federal offense, the weaponized FBI would get involved. No, they wouldn't. It's the Bureau of Alcohol and Tobacco and Firearms. there would be a little FBI, but not much. The locals make the arrests, the locals make the cases, they hand it over to the U.S. attorneys. That's how it would work. The FBI would not really have much in there. Tanya, a concierge member, we hope you're enjoying it, Tanya. Bill, why don't you like Nikki Haley? I don't dislike Governor Haley, Ambassador Haley, I don't. I don't see her as a real problem solver. I think she's just a conventional politician. I could be wrong. Let's see. Gene Sharp, Gilbert, Arizona, Bill, it pays to watch you. My husband and I took your advice on savings bonds at 9.2% and then Capital One, 11 month CD, 5%. We now have much more money on our accounts than we did. That's why we're here. Smart life. David Spano of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm a premium member and therefore have been fortunate to hear your smart life segments. Will you remind us to reduce sugar? I did. It's only been six months, but I got my blood test back and all the bad stuff is down. Same thing with me. Same thing. If you knock the sugar, your blood tests are going to be much better. Claudia on the message board. In New York City, Hispanics and Asians are turning conservative to profess unfairness of the bail system and crime. Schools that won't teach basics. The grievance system you and Dominic Carter discussed is only going to create more anti-black sentiment. I don't know about that. If the reparations bill uh, passes anywhere, there will be some anti-black sentiment. But if it doesn't, we're going to let it ride. Joel Grusso, Ron Concoma, New York, out here on Long Island. If discrimination on race is unconstitutional, how are these cities giving out reparations? They don't see it as uh, discriminatory. They see it as programs that aid the marginalized. So, But it will be challenging court. If those reparations ever get passed anywhere, there'll be court cases, no doubt. Bob Head, Thornton, Colorado. Beside the No Spin News, the one other thing I very much enjoy is the news quiz on BillOReilly.com. This week I got 90 percent. News quiz, one of the benefits. BillOReilly.com. Wade Johnson, Metairie, Louisiana. Recently purchased the entire Killing series and donated it to my high school alma mater. Killing the Witches is out. I will donate that as well. Boy, that's a nice donation from an alumni. Wade, thank you very much. Those kids need some history. All right, BillO'Reilly.com store. We got the Team Normal gear. I talked about it with Cuomo on News Nation last night. Um, there are the shirts. Next week I'm going to model them for you. Hats got a hat with me right here and uh, mugs and all that team normal now we, uh, we had to have some of this stuff made abroad this is Bangladesh couldn't get the supply lines to make them fast enough but we distribute them through American companies so American companies sell them to us but some of these are made abroad because we couldn't get them made fast enough and that's the truth we want we usually do hundred percent American Okay. Uh, Killing the Witches, as mentioned, will be out in September. If you re-up your premium and concierge membership, you get the book free or any of my other books. Word of the day, do not be a rapscallion. R-A-P-S-C-A-L-L-I-O-N. Rapscallion. I like the word. It's not so bad. Back with a final thought in a moment. All right. Here is the final thought of the day. I'm going to Washington tomorrow. We'll broadcast out of there. Um, Which is not easy for a smaller news agency to do, but we're going to do it because tomorrow night, Thursday night, I'm doing a benefit with the singer Dionne Warwick to raise money for the Best Friends Foundation, which mentors inner city children, many without fathers or mothers. So they sign the kids up with a successful person who mentors the child. This is a great, I've been doing this for got to be two decades. It's run by Bill Bennett, former Labor Education Secretary, I should say, for Ronald Reagan, his wife Elaine. Okay, I'm pleased to be part of this. Um, So the big benefit tomorrow in Georgetown um, for the Best Friends Foundation, look it up. And if you want to contribute some money to it, that would be a good thing. Looking forward to meeting Dionne Warwick. Uh, Like her music. Um, And I think We're sitting at the same table. I don't know if she likes me. But tomorrow I will report on, um, actually, it'll be on Monday. On Monday I'll have a full report because tomorrow I'll be doing the show. Uh, Then I have to go over to the benefit um, so I won't have time to tape it. But on Monday I'll give you a full report. But the important thing is, look, Mentoring, and I, and I work with Barack Obama on this, on my brother's keeper foundation. That's the solution. That's it. I was a big brother for two years in Denver, Colorado. I had three kids. I stayed with them the whole, my whole life. I, I helped those kids, and they, they are very grateful um, for it. And that was mentoring. Big brothers, big sisters, and this program, Best Friends in Washington, D.C. Thank you very much for watching and listening to The No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow from Washington.